0: Hey everybody, Dave DeBow, another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we've got another phenomenal guest, Jordan Wagner. Jordan is just getting started with his real estate investing journey. Like most of us, he had a few hiccups along the way, getting things rolling, but he's he's picking up some steam and he's doing something really interesting in that he is investing very far from where he lives. He's definitely not focusing on his own backyard. In fact, he's focusing clear across the country. He can't get much further away from where he lives is where he's uh, done his his deal so far. So Jordan, welcome to the call.
1: Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, my friend. So let's let's just dive in. And for, the, for our listeners' sake, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at right now with your real estate investing journey? And What's your main strategy and the main market area that you're focusing on?
1: Sure. Yeah. No. Um, so right now, uh, I have one property in my portfolio, uh, I do a nice little duplex Nice. started with it with a two door. Um, and, uh, it's currently in St. John, New Brunswick. Is it
0: going somewhere else? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, <laughs> not right now. Uh, I, I, it's it's too uh, too expensive to go anywhere well, else. There
0: you go. Exactly. Um, All right. So you're based in Surrey, British Columbia, which for our American friends, that's near Vancouver. That's and and that is you know that whole area is one of the most expensive real estate markets in Canada, if not North America. So buying a duplex and making it make sense financially in that neck of the woods is very, very difficult. So that's is is that fair to say why you're looking at New Brunswick, which again is on the the far east coast? So I mean, literally that must be what yeah. is that six thousand kilometers About, so
1: away? Just, yeah, just under six thousand to Saint wow. John. all right we're we're almost at the ocean the other one
0: (laughs) exactly so it's kind of like my relationship with my brother i'm here in bc he's in halifax i mean one end one end to the other that's for sure so okay so so that's where you were how did you clue into that market why did you decide to start focusing there
1: Uh, I saw an opportunity um, when, when looking at uh, the MLS, there was, I mean, obviously I was looking in my backyard first and trying to make something happen here. And I was like, man, this is just not making any sense. I can't, can't make sense of this. And so I started, you know, broadening my search and, you know, obviously you get into the prairies and it's, it's okay. But um, I, I talked to a few other investors and they're like, Oh man, you got to check out New Brunswick. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, you're, you're invested in there. I'll, I'll take a look. So, Uh, I took a look at uh, New Brunswick and St. John seemed to make the most sense at the time. So that's the one I went with. And, uh, I I was finally able to make it happen. It took a while though. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) So, compare and contrast the price point of the New Brunswick property versus what you're looking at in your backyard.
1: Yeah. So basically what I'm looking at right now is in my backyard, about a million for, Mm. for anything half decent.
0: For a duplex. Uh, Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And, uh, but New Brunswick, uh, St. John specifically, my duplex came in under a hundred and twenty thousand. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so almost one tenth of the price of what it would cost you to buy one in your backyard. You're able to get the equivalent property in. New Brunswick. All right. So, is yeah. this a fixer-upper kind of a property? Or are you going to be doing the burr strategy? What? What? Tell us. Yeah. So, about
1: that. so to touch on that uh, that strategy approach, yeah. um, I, I am utilizing the burr strategy. So, yes. um, right now, I'm in the renovate uh, aspect of of that strategy. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be a few more months before I can move on. Um, it's half rented because uh, one unit is being renovated while the other one is still being rented. And uh, yeah, once the upper unit is fully uh, renovated, it'll be rented out at market rent and move on to the
0: next one. Perfect. So did you buy this? Did it already have tenants in the property when you purchased it or was it vacant?
1: It, it did. Yes, it did have tenants in the property, uh, oh. one of which I, I'm hoping to keep. The other one, unfortunately, I did have to ask to leave, um, not only for the renovations, but also to, to maintain the quality of, of the unit. So it didn't t- deteriorate any further.
0: So a crappy tenant, uh, you right? Head, head,
1: head <laughs> I was trying to say that in a nice way.
0: <laughs> well, we we don't have to do that here. We're we're all real estate investors. We're on that side of the fence, that's for sure. So, right. you had a subpar tenant in there, and you uh, gently encouraged them to move on, and they and off they went. So that's right. how you're able to renovate that first uh, unit. Now, are you flying back and forth to oversee things, or how did you how did you kind of get your team in place, especially for doing a renovations? Um, clear across the country.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely um, definitely a difficult aspect of of real estate investing uh, out of province. Mm-hmm. And so again, it came back to to the people in my in my circle of uh, friends with real estate was that um, in chatting with them, they were able to give a lot of referrals to people, nice. and so through that, I, I kind of vetted some of the people. Uh, property managers and uh, and realtors, and I landed on uh, property uh, an excellent property manager. That's actually also sort of like a, a general contractor as well. Um, so he's able to not only manage the property but also manage the the renovation aspect of it too. You got a twofer. I got a twofer. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice, I, I'm uh, I'm
0: hanging on for dear life. You're hanging <laughs> on, yeah. And, and That one works. so so. Moving ahead, Jordan. Uh, now that you've got your you dipped your toes into real estate investing, you've got your first revenue property on the go. It's actually, you know, already half, half rented out and the other half's getting renovated. What do the next 12 months look like for Jordan? Where do you want to see yourself in the, in the next year with your real estate investing?
1: Yeah, well, it's, um, (laughs) this was quite a hurdle for me being a, a new investor. Uh, my first property, my first property ever, I, I still don't have my primary thanks to the Vancouver market. But um, so this being my first one, now that I have it under my belt, it's something that I really wanna just kind of coast with for a little bit, make sure the renovations are done, make sure that you know the numbers that I conservatively uh, estimated are, are actual um, true. And, uh, and so once it come, kind of comes out in the wash, that's when i want to move forward and you want you want to, you want to
0: kind trouble. of stabilize it you want to make sure yeah. all of your projections are are pretty close at least so what's your time frame for that right now we're we're at the end of february when do you think that first deal is going to be all tied up with a bow on it
1: so that one i am conservatively projecting september um, mm-hmm. in communication with my property manager he's he's hopeful for just before the beginning of summer to be done both units and rented at market rent, um, and so that's why I, I project out to September because uh, the last part, well, second to last part of the Burr strategy is the refinance. Yeah, and so because that could take four weeks, eight weeks, you know, it's it's kind of up in the air. Sometimes I'm projecting by September I'll be done the refinance part, and that's when I can do the last step, which is repeat.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very. So kind of. Rewinding here, sorry, I'm bouncing back and forth. So you bought this for 120, I believe you said. Yeah. What do you think it's gonna cost you all in to get it renovated?
1: To get it all renovated, it's gonna be about 60,000 is what I've projected.
0: So give or take renovation, holding costs, that kind of stuff going negative a little bit with just one unit rented out in the meantime. Yeah. Probably gonna be all into it for at least 200, would that be fair? Yeah. It's going to come in
1: just, 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 just shy of 200 actually.
0: Okay. So let's say for round numbers, 200, what do you conservatively anticipate the after repaired value to be once you get it all spruced up?
1: Conservatively is 265.
0: Okay. So then you can go back, refinance even at 70% loan to value and get most of your initial investment out of the deal. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 That's that's how the burrs are supposed to work. So that's <laughs> so. That, hopefully, that's it's cool.
1: on track for a perfect burr. <laughs> there you go.
0: Hardly ever. The hardly anything ever goes hundred percent according to to plan. But that's no. how we learn, right? That's and that's and that's why we we project conservatively. Exactly. So I love the fact that you're not pie in the sky there, my friend. So good. Good on you. <laughs> And, okay, so you're going to kind of get this going until September, yeah. that leaves you, you know, to make this a full year, another five or six months, what would you like yeah. to see happening after that?
1: So after that, that's when I want to be um, starting to grow my portfolio. Yeah. Um, now that I have the duplex, uh, once I have the, the refinance completed on it, it'll give me more opportunity to kind of leverage that property to gain momentum. And so I would like to double my portfolio by going to a fourplex.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Wow. So what you'd like to do, what I'm hearing that you'd like to do in the next year is get this one tied up and, and proof of concept and yeah. then go buy a fourplex so you can scale that up. So you've got twice as many doors and you're same idea doing the burr on a fourplex is if you like yeah. the magic one, that's what you'd like to do. Yeah. Just scale it up. Same same market area now that you've got your team in place in St. John's. Yes. Is that what you want
1: to do? Yes, ideally. And 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 with the, the rising interest rates now, it's it's going to be looking at uh, growing my my network so that I can source more off market deals.
0: Yeah. No, well, that makes a lot of sense because you found this one through MLS, but you know and I know that usually the best deals are not on MLS, it's going direct to seller.
1: Right. Actually, Dave, this one, um, I was looking at MLS and through my network, I was able to source it through a wholesaler.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. <That's> <laughs> which is again. why I came in at under 120. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So you're off to a really good start, Jordan. So what what are some of the hiccups or challenges or what's what's slowing you down right now?
1: So right now, probably the, uh, the biggest thing is time management uh, between the real estate life and everything else in life um
0: personally you mean, and- you mean or- you're not a full-time real estate investor you can dedicate <laughs> 60 hours a week just to your, your yeah a no, no, life, life outside love- of real estate as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no it's uh I, I'm a full-time shift worker is what I am oh and a part-time what,
0: what do you do what do you do out of just out of curiosity
1: uh, I'm a forklift operator at a toilet paper manufacturing
0: company okay and and what what do the shifts look like are you four on four off or you what how does <laughs> yep. that kind of work
1: yeah i right on right on the head there it's uh four on four off two days two nights 12
0: hour shifts wow my wife's yeah. a nurse same exact yeah <laughs> same exact <laughs> we're in the same shifts, boat <laughs> two nights two days yeah that is that is rough to kind of sometimes juggle yeah. things around so time management's a challenge yeah. yeah i i respect that that's for sure yeah and
1: Oh, sorry, I was gonna say it's helpful in the in the time zone change, though, that's for sure, with St. John being four hours uh ahead.
0: That's <laughs> right, because you're you're used to walking hours anyhow. So you could you could be making some calls at weird hours if, if or taking them if need three
1: be three in the morning for me, it's fine. It's seven a.m. for them. Yeah, I'm, just I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome, Jordan. All right, well that's that's cool. So tell me a little bit about this first deal. What did you do to fund the deal? How did, how did so, you come up with the down payment and the closing costs and then all of the renovation costs involved?
1: Yeah. So that was actually a, a multi-part uh, scenario where I, I actually, I didn't have the down payment initially because I didn't have the deal. And so what I originally did uh, to try and make a long story short was I went to uh, my network and I said, hey, I'm looking to borrow funds. Can I just hold them in my account? I'm not going to apply them to real estate. I just want to hold them in my account so that the money seasons for 90 days so that I can have proof of funds for the A lender. And I had a couple of people say, yeah, sure, that makes sense. But you're not going to use it for real estate. And I said, no, I just want it in my account. So, "Okay," and you're going to pay interest? I said, yes, every month. And so I was able to raise 80,000. And I put that in my account. And about a month later, that's when I got my uh, email from the wholesaler for the deal. And so I contacted the lenders that I already had and said, Hey, I know I said that um, I was just going to season this in my account. Do you have any interest in maybe applying this to real estate now and going for a longer term? And one said no, but one thankfully said yes. And so that was what provided my down payment. I, um, I was able to use a gift letter for the down payment and show that the 30,000 I had borrowed from one lender um, was, was in my account. So uh, the bank was able to actually accept a gift letter from my wife and, uh, and I used the, the investor's money as proof of funds.
0: Okay so walk walk me through that the gift letter was for what was for the difference The gift letters for the down payment. So how much was the down payment?
1: The down the down payment was actually about I think it was 24500 something right, like
0: that. Right cuz we're $100, $120,000 property 20% yeah. down give or take. Yeah. Okay so 24 grand so that was a gift letter from your wife so your wife loaned you the money but you had the the investors money and in, 30 grand of the investors money in the account is that Yes. What I'm,
1: yeah, okay. so when I borrowed the thirty thousand from the investor, it went to my wife's account, and then my wife sent it to me, and that was what provided the gift letter. So it was so, a shuffle. So why money.
0: why did you need the gift letter if you already had the investors? Because the
1: money. Third, I had the investors' money, but I only had it for one month, Got so right. I didn't have it for the ninety days that the bank wanted, and so because okay. I didn't have it in my account for ninety days, I couldn't show that I had the twenty five thousand down payment ready to go. So okay. they were willing to accept it as a gift from somebody uh an immediate family.
0: It had to be an immediate family member though. Correct. Got it. All right. So yeah, convoluted, but you it's, made it work. It is. It's a big, <laughs> it's a big
1: shuffle of money. And uh yeah, it was it was tricky, but so
0: how you is me. your how is your investor secured with this property? Are they on title as well or are they set up as a as no. just a promissory note or how, how are you doing it with your investor right now?
1: Yeah. So they're, um, they're actually a promissory note, uh, both, both of them. Um, not it's, so you got it's not the one
0: investor good. for the down payment money. Then he yep. needed some bucks for doing the renovations. Yes. And that was how much again altogether for the reno? So 60,
1: about, about 60,000, but I'm not doing it all at once. Yeah. Uh, I've actually done that one. That's kind of another <laughs> uh, out of the box strategy that uh, I employed as well. Um, so basically what I did was, I had bought the property in November and started renovations. And when my property manager sent me the bill, it was about 15,000 and that was in February. So in in the midst of February, I was trying to buy another property. And so I was going to refinance my duplex. Um, Inspection fell through on the other property. So I said, you know what, let's just carry on with this refinance on the duplex and see see what it appraises at, see what comes back, see what kind of equity I have and it came back that I actually had about 25,000 in equity. Um and it, it had gone up about 37,000 in value. Yeah. So, I I said, "You know what? Let's let's do this. I'm going to I'm going to help some people out that haven't done private lending before. I'm going to refinance the property. I'm going to take the 25,000 and I'm going to borrow 15,000 from investors and I'm going to borrow at anywhere from 500 to $3,000. So most people borrow minimum $10,000 investment. And I thought, you know what, a lot of people don't have that. So if they can come up with 500 or a thousand or $3,000, uh, that will help pay for my renovation, this $15,000 bill from the property manager. Uh, and it'll also help get them started in private lending. And hopefully down the road, get them investing with me in the future. And so that's what I did. I, I pooled together about nine investors that lent anywhere from, you know, some 500 some 1, 000, some 1000 some 3000 and uh came up with with the $15,000 to pay for the reno.
0: In addition which, to the 24 that you That's that right. You got, so, the,
1: so essentially I'm 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 going to be paying off those investors in one month because of yeah. the refinance.
0: Oh the the new refinance. I the see, new refinance
1: can... is going to pay the investors. Yeah, so it's right. kind of, again another shuffle of money, a, a convoluted way of, of raising money to to pay for the reno's. Uh, I could have just straight up, you know, done the refinance and paid for my property renos, but uh-huh. uh, I threw in getting some some new uh, investors, some private lending experience.
0: Interesting, interesting. All yeah. right, well, hey, hats yeah. off to you for for figuring out a creative way to to make things happen and help some of your your friends and family that don't have a heck of a lot of money dabble yeah. in in doing something a little bit different for them. So, moving ahead, when you start. Doing bigger, better deals, which is what it sounds like you want to do. So you want to, the next deal you want to do is a fourplex, and then correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to suspect that the deal after that you'll probably want to do is like an eightplex, or at least <laughs> a sixplex. You're, you're wanting to go bigger. Is that you're wanting to scale things up? Is Ideally, yes. Yeah, scale yeah. and snowball. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So moving ahead, Jordan, what what are your plans for raising private capital down the road? Because because again, getting getting nine people together for 15 grand, ain't going to cut it. No, <laughs> you're doing bigger deals.
1: De- definitely not. That's going to, that's going to be a lot of investors when it comes to raising a hundred thousand or more.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. um,
1: yeah, no, definitely. It's um, uh, as of right now, I'm part of a, a mentorship program. And uh-huh. so that's where I've been able to source a lot of my uh, private funds. Mm-hmm. So I would like to continue with, with that program and the people in it. I know that there's plenty of people that are still, uh, able to, to lend more money. Um, I, I was doing this more for the first time, small investors.
0: Right.
1: Uh, I'm again, I'm not sure, you know, if there's people in there that can lend $250,000 as on a promissory note, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I, do know that there are people that can lend 40, 50, $60,000, um, on promissory note, as I've, I found out that, uh, I already have one. Uh, Fifty thousand right. on a promissory note. So, um, I would like so to
0: move to- moving ahead. Are, is your thought that you want to bring on investors, kind of like what you did for this deal, where at the end of the day you own a hundred percent of the property, and you're paying them out as quickly as possible? Or are you starting to think, open your mind to the idea of doing joint ventures with people, where you bring on maybe one investor? who puts up all of the money for the down payment and the renovations or two investors, maybe one for the down payment, one for the, the renovations, you're all on title. You bring no money to the table, but you bring the experience, you bring the deal, you bring the team, and then you, you share in the profits on that deal. But the beauty of, of doing that kind of thing is your credit really no longer plays a role in doing these, these properties, you don't have to qualify for the mortgages uh, and you can really scale a lot bigger because you can rinse and repeat that a lot more often. What, what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you, yeah, no,
1: I, I I agree. That's uh, it's definitely an effective way to to do things when you're not, you know, an experienced uh, investor or, or have tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or an excellent credit score. Um, And so it is something that I've, Considered oh, yeah. um, for the for the time being, I don't know obviously for this first deal, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a hundred percent owner. But it's definitely not out of the question down the road if I start getting into these bigger or when I start getting into these bigger deals,
0: mm-hmm. it
1: might be something that I need to to look at a little more closely because it's going to make them a lot more feasible when I'm looking at you know a six or an eight or a ten plex.
0: Well, here's here's what we found because we've worked with a number of clients kind of in a similar position to you where they they figure it all out for that first deal and they're very creative and they're all over the place doing a bunch of different stuff which is awesome but then it's a matter of okay how do we set up something a little bit more reliable and then the other thing is that when you bring on what, what they found is when you bring on a joint venture partner number one it's more attractive for that partner to be in you know, a half owner in a deal or a third owner in a, in a, in a property versus just a promissory note, right? Because a promissory note is exactly what that says. It's a note promising to pay somebody back. So it, they've got more security there. But here's the other really cool thing, Jordan. It actually And I had to learn this a little hard way myself, right? It actually lowers your risk. It lowers your risk. Because I remember back in the day, I was bringing on, I was doing kind of a weird hybrid. I bring on a joint venture partner. They put up all of the cash, the the down payment for the property. They'd be on title. But instead of doing a a 50-50 split on profits with them, I gave them a fixed return on their money, an attractive one, which I'd calculated out. At the end of the day, if everything worked according to plan, that would allow me to be a bit more profitable, right? However, not everything always goes according to plan. And if you're on the hook for making those interest payments, but you've got no income coming in, then it's very, very painful versus if you've got a joint venture partner on board, you only make money when they make money, but they only make money when the property's making money. So for example, if you're vacant for a few months and you're negative cash flow, you're not having to pay your investor out those months. They, they're only getting paid when there's profit. Does that make sense? So yeah, absolutely. yeah, you actually, you end up, you, sh- you share, you probably have to share uh, half of the deal with your investor partner, but you're able to do so many more deals. Like, so instead of just owning one little pop tart, you're, you're giving away half the, half the pie, but you get to have a lot more half pies, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah no you are making, yeah, exactly. making me hungry
0: <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> but that's the idea so that's that's what a lot of people have, have found what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah 100% i mean it's again uh you know just starting out in in real estate uh trying to trying to ingest ingest all the uh the information that i can right and uh just joint venture is is something of interest mm-hmm. like you said it's it's kind of having your 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 finger in a bunch of buckets, you know. Exactly. And it's definitely going to be a better way to to scale, in the sense of mitigating your risk and and diversifying your portfolio with with other investors. And exactly. like you said, not being on the hook for the interest payments if the property doesn't cash flow.
0: And here's here's a cool little thing that you're already seeing probably within this network that you're part of. Is Within these kind of groups, there it's, it's kind of the 80-20 rule. 80% of the people are in there learning, 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 and getting ready to do something but never quite pulled the trigger. And 20% like you, learn, 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 and pulled the trigger. And that is very attractive for a lot of those people who are just too scared to jump and doing it on their own. They would far rather join forces with somebody like yourself, even if you're just one step ahead of them in fact that in certain cases that's even more attractive for them so that they can partner with you so that they've got somebody to hold their hand through the whole process uh, instead of them just even though they got the coaching and all that kind of stuff they'd far rather partner with somebody so that yeah. i think you got big opportunities there my friend
1: yeah thank you yeah I, I i agree with that that's uh i like that perspective i i usually try and look at things from from the uh, the other investors perspective, you know, especially when I'm trying to raise uh, capital, I want to do what's going to be attractive to them. And uh, so having you put it that way, where, you know, they view me as perhaps being one step ahead, which might just be leaps and bounds to them. And they're willing to, to kind of partner up. Yeah. I can't remember. somebody,
0: Somebody gave me this analogy years ago. It's kind of like a kid who's in kindergarten seeing a, a kid who's in grade two. So I don't know if you can remember back to kindergarten. It's getting harder and harder for me, but <laughs> I do kind of remember. There you are. You're in kindergarten. And you see those grade two kids, and they seem like they've got it all together. They know, you know, they don't have to have nap time. They get to go to school for the whole day. They know how to print their name. They know how to add stuff. And there you are. You don't know any of this kind of stuff. So it seems like they are rock stars, but really, they're only in grade 2. So it's a, it's the same idea with us in our real estate journey. That's it's yeah. we are we seem like we're light years ahead compared to somebody who hasn't done anything yet. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I and I catch myself in that sometimes too where you know, you're you're in a group of people that are, you know, at varying levels in their investing careers and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, wow, you're like you're doing just incredible things and they are." It's uh, yeah. but it just seems like it's light years ahead of
0: you, right? Yeah, but it definitely doesn't need to be, that's for sure. No. So yeah, you can off close that you. gap pretty quick. That's off to you, my friend, for for getting that that rolling. Thank um, you. so if people want to connect with you and find out more about Jordan Wagner, how can they do that?
1: Uh so right now I'm building my Instagram. Um, so primarily Facebook, but I'm building my Instagram. So Wagner underscore J66. And uh yeah, send me a message there. We can connect.
0: That sounds good. All right, Jordan, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for being my guest today.
1: Oh, thank you very much, Dave. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, everybody take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode.